Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's the season of joy, or at least so we're told by those generally seeking to exploit our desire to purchase joy. So you're supposed to have the Christmas spirit, right? But perhaps you don't feel particularly joy-filled. This season. Perhaps your mind is on a loved one who's sick and suffering. Perhaps you're going through a life transition and you feel more unsettled than you do filled with joy. Perhaps you're just not feeling what the world tells you you're supposed to be feeling at this time of year. And then you come to church and you hear this Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. And you think to yourself, I don't feel like it. (laughs) I don't really feel like rejoicing. I'm just trying to get through the day. Telling somebody who's in the depths of despair to rejoice sounds an awful lot like telling somebody who's all worked up to calm down. That always works, doesn't it? You know, somebody comes up to you, they're all worked up, and you say, calm down. And of course they do. (laughs) Or not. I am calm. Yeah, you seem really calm. But sometimes in the church, we do that kind of thing, don't we? We might mean well, but our actions can actually have harmful consequences. When instead of grieving with those who grieve, we expect people to come to church, slap a happy face on, and go about things as if everything is just fine. And when we expect that, we're doing people a disservice. We're not helping them. In fact, we might be harming them. When instead of grieving with those who grieve, we expect them to put on a happy face, we're we're not doing what Scripture asks of us or what the Lord would have us do. Honestly, church is the one place you should be able to come and be real. If you're not having a joy-filled day, you know what? (laughs) It's okay. You don't have to pretend that you are. If you're not feeling okay, others need to know that you're not feeling okay so that they, they can love you right where you're at. In today's gospel reading, I don't think John the Baptist was feeling particularly joyful, do you? John was in prison. He was in prison not for having done anything wicked or unlawful, but for having offended Herod by speaking the truth. As John was in prison, I suspect his mind was filled with questions. Why? Why is this happening? Why why is this something I'm going through? Wasn't I faithful? Why would the Lord allow me to suffer in this way? I'm I'm the forerunner of the Messiah, after all. Is Jesus really the one? Isn't the Messiah supposed to come and usher in peace and justice? Now, let me be upfront here. There has long been a debate about whether or not John was having doubts. Some, Some have said... 
Well, John wasn't really having any doubts. He was sending his disciples to Jesus with this question for their sake. See, teachable moments. He, he thinks, well, they, they must suspect that uh, maybe Jesus isn't the one if all of this is happening. But of course, I have this all figured out. So I'll send them to Jesus and they will get things clarified for themselves in this way. Maybe that's right. But honestly, I think that dismisses the humanity of John. That way of explaining the text treats John as super Christian, who would never doubt. And fellow Christians, you shouldn't doubt either. There's no place for you to ever wonder or have struggles. Well, I don't think that's very healthy. Perhaps it's the right understanding, but I think it's far more likely that as John sat in prison, he did have his doubts. So he sent his disciples to Jesus to ask him, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Hey, Jesus, are you really the Messiah? Because right now, with what I'm going through, it, it doesn't seem like it. And who among us haven't, hasn't felt that in our own lives? God, if you really love me, if you're really all-powerful, why is this happening? Now, when the disciples of John arrive, they speak to Jesus and they ask the question, right? Are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? So how does Jesus respond? He tells John's disciples, go back to John and tell him, calm down. No, he doesn't say that. The answer Jesus gives is first through his actions. Verse 21 says, In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits. And on many who were blind he bestowed sight. Then, after having allowed his actions to speak, Jesus said, Go and tell John what, I have, what you have heard and seen. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. The answer Jesus gives to John and to the disciples of John can be summarized like this. You remember all of those prophecies in Isaiah, all of those prophecies in Psalms, just like the one we had today in our intro. All of those things the Messiah is supposed to do, I'm doing those things. The kingdom of God has come. I am the Messiah. I'm the one you've been waiting for. I'm the one you've been looking for. And I will bring about perfect peace and justice. But in my time, in my way. Jesus was and is the one, and there's no reason to look for another. That's why St. Paul was able to write those words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice, even though as he wrote those words, where was he? He was in prison. (laughs) Doesn't it seem a little peculiar? On Rejoice Sunday, we have two men of God, faithful men of God, who are both in prison for the sake of the gospel. Might strike you as a little bit odd, but that's kind of the point. Paul was able to rejoice, not because of his external circumstances, but in spite of them. 
He was able to rejoice because of Jesus. He, even though he was in prison, even though he had been repeatedly beaten for the sake of the gospel, even though he had suffered greatly, Paul had a deep and abiding joy because of Jesus. Paul had joy because he, the self-described chief of sinners, had been forgiven of all his sins. There's a wonderful practice that our brothers and sisters in Christ at Romo Lutheran in Columbus have. Aroma is one of the, the uh, Ethiopian Lutheran congregations in Columbus. After they have confessed their sins, and after the pastor has spoken the absolution by the uh, authority of Jesus, forgiving their sins, they clap their hands. <laughs> they applaud. They rejoice. Their sins are forgiven. That's the joy Paul knew because that joy couldn't be taken away from him by any earthly circumstances. The Lord has forgiven me all of my sins. Another reason Paul rejoiced was because he knew that the time of suffering was going to pass. That time of perfect peace and justice, it was coming. When Jesus comes again, he will put an end to the suffering and the pain that we deal with in this life. We hear about that at the very end of the Bible in Revelation chapter 21. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore. The former things have passed away. See, Paul knew in the end, all will be well because of Jesus. But ultimately, Paul's joy wasn't just found in in what Jesus had done for him or what was in store for him in eternity because of Jesus. But ultimately, Paul's joy was found in knowing Jesus. He knew Jesus. He knew the one who loved him so deeply and strongly that he would lay down his own life so that Paul could live. Paul knew Jesus, who came to earth to deliver him from the darkness of this broken world and to overcome the consequences of sin. Paul knew Jesus, who loved him so deeply and strongly that even though the world might hate him, he didn't really care because Jesus loves him. Our Old Testament reading from Zephaniah gives a wonderful image of the, the love of Jesus for his people. The love of Jesus for you. Listen to these words. And just understand, these are true of Jesus and you. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Jesus is in your midst. Well, we know that because he promised it so. I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. The Lord is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. Jesus is the mighty one who will save. He has saved you by 
his suffering and death on the cross, and he will save you when he returns again in glory to take you from all of the suffering and strife of this world to perfect peace and justice in eternity. Jesus is the one who rejoices over you with gladness. In fact, not only will he rejoice over you with gladness, as Zephaniah says, but he does it already. Rejoice with me. I have found the coin that was lost. Rejoice with me. I have found my sheep that was lost. Those are the words of Jesus speaking of you. Rejoice with me. I've I've found my lost sheep. Jesus is the one who will quiet you by his love. Jesus is the one who will exult over you with loud singing. You ever thought about it that way? We always come to church and we think, well, we're going to sing to the Lord, but what does it say here? He sings over us. He rejoices over you. So friends in Christ, perhaps you're not feeling particularly happy today. Perhaps you're really struggling. But know this. Your sins are forgiven. Everlasting life is yours. And you have a God who rejoices over you. And that is reason to rejoice. Understand, to rejoice, not to put on a fake smile, not to pretend as if everything is all perfect right here and right now, but to have that same deep and abiding joy that Paul had in spite of the circumstances, to have joy, not plastic happiness, but joy. Joy of sins forgiven, joy that heaven is yours, joy that you have a God who deeply loves you and rejoices that you are his child. Rejoice in the Lord always because the Lord rejoices to call you his own. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.